for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another Live and Amplified Livecast. I'm here with Katie Thompson. We are sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee. First time I've ever been in Nashville. Welcome. So it's definitely been an experience. Um, and we're sitting here in an Airbnb, so thanks to Airbnb and them guys for helping us get that set up. Um, so, Katie, uh, for the people that don't know who you are, kind of give us a background of what your music sure. history is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, hi, everybody. I'm Katie Thompson. Uh, I am originally from Ohio. I've been in Nashville for only about a year, so I'm still technically considered new. But there's about 100 people a day moving to Nashville, so everybody's new anyway. Um, I've been playing um, professionally for about 18 years now. I started really, really young. When I was 13, I was in a rock and roll cover band with my sister and some other friends. We were all teenagers playing in bars uh, every weekend. It was really cool. Um, So uh, my music is kind of a... I guess my friend and I, we were talking about this. My music is probably more Americana roots. Okay. It's just a really good mishmash of country, rock, and blues. Okay. Um, and then what got you into music? Uh, so my grandfather and my grandmother, they were champion jitterbug dancers. Oh. So there was always music playing in their house. And so I would go out to the garage with my grandfather while he was working on his hot rod okay. and listen to 50s and 60s music. And that was when I developed a love for Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Buddy Holly, Mm. Patsy Cline. So just from a super young age, uh, there was always just a big music influence from my family. Nice. Um, And so then um, what kind of, why country, I guess, or like the genre mix that you chose? Uh, So that's a, that's an awesome question. And Probably about five years ago, I would have told you I have no idea. Okay. Um, but as I've kind of gone through my songwriting career and developed a little bit, um, country is in my blood. Okay. My great-grandfather was a guitar player. Um, he played in honky-tonks through West Virginia, um, and he was really, really, really talented as far as being a bluegrass guitarist. So... Like I said, it's in my blood. And then when I started writing songs uh, and really taking a, a shine to it, probably back in 2012 when my sister and I released our first EP, okay. what started to come out in my songwriting was country music. Okay. Um, a lot of it was heavily influenced by alternative country artists like Brandy Carlisle. Um, that's kind of where I developed you know, what sounds I wanted to go for. But then as I progressed into my EP that I released in 2017, more of that rock and roll and blues influence came through. Gotcha. Um, and so where are you, are you um, you just said that you uh, released an album in, or an EP in 2017. Correct. Are you still recording to make an LP or are you, uh, where are you at in like the recording 
Uh, right now, I'm I'm in the process of writing and mm. trying to uh, garner songs for an LP. That would be a great goal. But as of right now, I I'm just in the writing stages. Okay, cool. Um, and so going off of that, what's your writing process? Um, so it's changed a lot. It used to be uh, chords and music first with riff ideas mm -hmm. and then lyrics later. Okay. But as I've, um, I've studied with uh, Judy Stakey, who's a fantastic songwriter and also um, song plugger, I went to a retreat of hers and I started to change my techniques as far as like making the words come first and then putting my music to it later. Mm -hmm. And I found that I'm better able to tell a story that way. Okay. Um, the song that you heard, Still a Good Man. Okay. This is a prime example of how my songwriting has changed. Uh, I woke up at 3 a.m., literally on the dot, one early morning. Okay. And I just started writing these lyrics. Oh, wow. I wrote it from start to finish. Nice. Put the phone down, went back to sleep. Wow. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it was Kelly Johnson who uh, I took the song to and said, look, I have this song. I really, really need some help finishing it. I didn't know how to start the chordal mm -hmm. process for it. I, I couldn't get that picture into my mind. All I had was the lyric content first. So when I took it to Kelly... She and I sat down at, um, um, oh, the NSAI, oh. and basically she was able to just kind of make the song take shape and really form itself. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have a clear and cut process. Mm -hmm. It's just what typically happens first, but more so it's the lyrics come first and then music oh. later. Okay, cool. Um, and then so kind of piggybacking off that again, um, how do you decide what you're going to write about? Like, um, my my first thought is to always go to something that's personal, okay. because that's how that's how I relate to people. Um, or if there's you know if there's something that's just really on my heart that I need to talk about. Um, I wrote a song. It's off. It's off of my EP. Uh, it's called Choose Love. Mm -hmm. That song came about because right about the time that all of the shootings uh, between cops and African-Americans were happening, um, a lot of my friends just just kind of lost it. I mean, everybody on, on Facebook and social media, they were just up in arms and it was just, it was a really chaotic and tumultuous time and I just could not get it out of my head. So I just said, you know what, the only way I'm gonna work through this and get myself through this is to write it out. And I'm really glad that I did that because now I have, I have African-American friends, I have cop friends, I have uh, EMS friends. I mean, this song is for everybody mm -hmm. and it's to bring people together so that we can just stop violence and stop hating and, and quit putting hate in other people's oh. hearts. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the people at home, they don't know, we just got done doing a little acoustic session over here. Yeah. Why did you choose the songs that you chose? The, you chose three and then we were doing the 25 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Um, so all of the, the music that uh, you heard today, it's all new material for okay. me. It's all been written within the last year. Okay. Um, Still a Good Man, I wrote for a really special person uh, in my life. He's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, when I write, it's personal. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted to do something for him. 
so that sorry <laughs> no, so that he knows that he's supported mm-hmm. and then um i have played that song out one other time and after my set this this girl came up to me and she begged me for a recording of it because it's it kind of embodied how she felt about her boyfriend okay. and they're now engaged so uh so that's pretty awesome nice yeah. Uh, now the uh, the other songs, "Kiss" and um, "Ghosting Me," I wrote those. I co-wrote those with different people. And in the past, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of co-writing other than with my sister Leslie. So being in Nashville and being influenced by all of the different writers here, co-writing is just a way of life, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to make it as a songwriter. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to really showcase what I've done in the last year and be able to, you know, kind of show my fans and people that are supporting me like, hey, this is what I've achieved. Yeah, understood. That's, um, so then why did you choose to come to Nashville? Because you mentioned, I don't know if we were on, on the podcast yet or before the podcast, you'd mentioned that you'd only been here for about a year. So why did you choose to come to Nashville? Yeah, um, so I think what really sparked that was the the Judy Stakey ret- songwriting retreat that I went to. It had been kind of a, a thought that I'd had for a few years. I'd been talking about it with some of my family and friends. Um, and then uh, after, after going to that retreat and kind of networking and meeting people, I ended up meeting my roommate. And so it just kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told myself, you know what? I'm gonna take a year, go down to Nashville, see what it's about, mm-hmm. have a good time, network, meet you know new friends, and um, and just songwrite and just have a blast. Nice. And so is like Nashville becoming like a permanent thing for you, or do you have plans to go on elsewhere? Or um, I don't really know. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, right now I I don't feel like I'm permanent anywhere because mm-hmm. for even though I, that I moved here uh, last February, I've been all over the place. I was yeah. just in Florida doing a blues festival, and I'm always back and forth to Ohio for gigs with my sister. Mm-hmm. So I kind of my car is permanent. We'll yeah. say that yeah. I live out of my car right now. Nice. <laughs> and so. Um, are you working are you supporting your music through working or are you just touring full-time and just i am working uh, as most musicians in nashville are i'm actually a substitute teacher okay and so i've been doing that pretty much ever since i moved here so that's that's how i support myself um i'm very fortunate that i i have a school that i frequent a lot Mm -hmm. so i i actually make a decent living with them (laughs) nice that's awesome yeah and then where do you want ultimately want to take your music uh my ultimate goal is to is to just be a professional songwriter and support myself through through my music um i i don't mind going on tours or anything like that and i i still love performing but my my main joy really comes from the songwriting and then are you doing mainly like the solo stuff like we saw today or are you uh, I know you mentioned you, that you work with your sister a lot as well. Yes. Uh, what when people go to see you live, is it more your solo stuff, or do you is it, there like a band with you? Or um, so if you're in Ohio, mm-hmm. it'll probably be predominantly my sister and I. Though we do have a uh, a show coming up. It's a pretty big festival um, in our hometown. Uh, there's going to be thousands of people there, and that will be with a full band. So yes. it just it really depends on the on the gig itself. Most of the time, it's either solo or duet. Okay. Um, but 
uh, every once in a while, I'm able to sneak in a, a full band gig with yeah. my with my guys from home, Anthony and Eric. Nice. nice. Yeah. And how did you get introduced to them? Uh, so, okay, Eric and I have a really cool story. Uh, he was in high school when I was a co-percussion instructor for... Uh, my alma mater. Mm-hmm. So he was he was in the drum line, and I was you know coaching and teaching. So that's how I know Eric. So we go we go way back. And then when I decided that I wanted to start a trio uh, a couple of years ago, especially for that EP release party that we had, um, Eric knew Anthony. They mm-hmm. they had already become best friends, and I ended up seeing Anthony play one night with um, Bobby Lloyd and the Thirsty Travelers. And his skills on the bass were just unparalleled. So I said, I need you. You're, nice. you're my guy. We got Eric. You're coming too. Nice. So, uh, so yeah. And then we, I actually ended up um, having both guys play with me uh, for another artist for a little while. And so we played around Columbus, Ohio quite a bit. And, um, yeah, and they just, they've stuck with me. They're just super awesome guys. Nice. nice. So I hope to get them to come down to Nashville at some point. That is my plan. That is definitely my plan. Um, both of them, uh, you know, have jobs and, and lives. So it's it's hard because in Nashville, a lot of the shows end up being through the week. Yeah. And the shows on the weekends are reserved for bigger artists. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard. Basically, I have to talk the two of them into taking vacation time yeah. and then come down here and just kind of like hang out and have a good time. Nice. Make, you, make sure you show them all the positive attributes of Nashville. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so what's your favorite part about Nashville since you've been here? Oh, um, I will tell you what. There are some really cool just really neat vibe places. Um, so in East Nashville is where I live. Mm-hmm. I live in the the Inglewood area, like really close to Five Points. And uh, so some of the the bars and restaurants there are just really unique mm-hmm. and interesting. Um, there's a there's a place called Rosemary that I really like to go. I just introduced two of my other friends to it a couple of days ago, and they plan on going back. Um, but I think yeah, just just the uniqueness of some of the restaurants and bars is really cool. Um, obviously going to, to any show and hoping that maybe a celebrity shows up yeah. is kind of sweet. I went to a, a show at the highball not that long ago mm-hmm. and Charles Thomas from lady antebellum ended up getting on stage that night. Oh wow! Yeah, it was nuts. So it just, that's the thing about Nashville is you just never know who's going to show up to a bar. I mean, Garth Brooks yeah. goes to Layla's all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know, there was a time when Trisha Yearwood was in the same concert hall as my friend Sonny and I, mm. and she was sitting three rows in front and two seats to the left. Nice. So it's just, you know, it's a cool town. It's, I mean, and everybody is really nice. Nice. Yeah. Nashvillians are super nice people. They just can't drive. Oh, I found that out last <laughs> night. I, I was trying to, I went to White Castle last night when I was, when I first came in because I hadn't eaten all day. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm driving down some road. I can't see any of the lines. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to kind of figure out where this left turn lane is. <laughs> so I get over, I follow this car. He's sitting in the left turn lane. Come to find out he's sitting in the other lane because they've got like a, they had a left turn lane and he's just sitting in their lane. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it'll happen. We'll figure it out. I was taking a lift last night to to go down to a 
a place called Valentino's to watch my friend Terry play in their piano bar. And I take a lift into downtown because I'm too afraid to drive. <laughs> so, so, and it was, it was warranted because we're, we're heading down the West end and there was this massive truck that pulls out mm. and we're both just kind of like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, uh, no, last night on the way back, it had me get back out on the expressway mm -hmm. because traffic was so bad trying to get back over this way. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute the gps can't be right it's got me going this way over to 20 is, yeah 24 yeah 24 and i'm like oh okay i guess that makes sense and yeah, yeah. traffic here everybody that has lived in nashville for about 10 years or more they will mm -hmm. tell you that it used to take 20 minutes to get to where you wanted to go mm -hmm. but at certain points of the day it'll take you an hour oh yeah it's it's just that nuts and i thought Florida had bad drivers. No. Well, I mean, Florida's thing, a cakewalk. The thing with Florida is during the winter season, you get all the New Yorkers that come down. Yeah. And they just don't drive. So when they come down to Florida, it's like, oh, I haven't driven in eight months. Let's see how this goes. You right. Know, I'm probably just pissed off half. <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know what's funny, though, is that so many people are moving to Nashville now and they're moving from states where they didn't have a car or a license. Mm -hmm. So probably 90% of the problem are the people who haven't taken a driver's ed course. That's <laughs> yeah, so but. sorry people. I know, I, I understand your pain, but like yeah. go take driver's ed. Yeah. <laughs> Just basic, basic course, something. I don't know, learn the basics. But At least that. Yeah. Um, so... Where, where do you want to take your music? Where, where, where do you want to? Where, where do you... Well, I think I think it would be great if I could end up getting some cuts. Um, you know, the every songwriter in Nashville, everybody is obsessed with getting a cut from a bigger artist because that's what gets you in as far as a writer is concerned. Once you get one, it's easier to get more. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always happen. Yeah. And, you know, the... I mean, Terry and I were just talking last night. She said, you know, it's going to be real hard for you to make a living in songwriting. And mm. I said, I, I know. And, yeah. and the, you know, the longer I stay here, the more I see how hard it is. Yeah. And it's just because natural saturated with amazing musicians everywhere, yeah. you know, and amazing writers. Um, so I think that the ultimate goal would be for me to, to get cuts from artists that I think could, you know, vocally take my music somewhere. I mean, I I think I'm a decent vocalist. Mm -hmm. I'm more of an instrumentalist. I always have been. But I think that I could write for some specific artists and really, you know, probably write some decent hit songs for them. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my ultimate goal is to just get some really good cuts and just, you know, be able to make a living off my songwriting. Nice. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty simple person. Like, I don't need a lot. Yeah. So even if it's just like a small cut and it's enough to pay off my student loans, yeah. I nice. consider myself a success. Nice. <laughs> For the uninitiated, what, what do you mean by a cut? Uh, so a cut is when basically a, an artist will take your song and cut it on their record. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for example, if I wanted Miranda Lambert to cut my song enough, mm -hmm. okay, basically she would take my song, reproduce it, put her vocals on it, put her spin on it, and then it would be on her album mm -hmm. and that is considered a cut. Okay. 
just it's good information to have oh yeah and so what's a good place i'm gonna ask for my personal benefit sure i have about four hours free tonight where should i go oh man um so it's a saturday there's probably a lot of good music to be had um you could probably find some good music at um the local douglas corner um third and lindsley is a really good place to go and typically they have artists that are a little bit more well known Mm -hmm. um if you're looking for like a writer's round Mm -hmm. uh the commodore is always easy you don't have to pay a cover to get in um and they have featured artists on uh the weekends um the bluebird is also a good one for songwriting and and that's kind of like you know the mother church of songwriting for nashville everybody wants to go there everybody wants to play there uh just make sure that you get tickets though because they sell out pretty quick oh i'm sure um there's also um oh well, if you're if you're looking for new music, mm-hmm. then maybe try in uh, Five Points. Okay. Um, so there's a place called the Five Spot there, and they usually have really good artists. Okay. Uh, yeah. But those are the people that are actually like artists who are working on their career. So you may not have heard of them, mm-hmm. but still really good, really good place to check out. The Basement mm-hmm. is also fantastic. Nice. Um, so those are the those are the main ones that stick out in my mind. Awesome. So as we kind of start wrapping up here, um, where can people uh, find your music? Where, what's? Yeah, uh, you can find me on iTunes. It's uh, Katie Thompson, C-A-I-T-I-E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Okay. I know the name spelling with a C is really weird for some people. Um, so you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, CD Baby. Uh, you can also go to my website. It's mm-hmm. katiethompsonmusic.com. I'm also on Facebook as Katie Thompson Music. I don't particularly use Twitter that much, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also on Instagram, also Katie Thompson Music. Nice. Um, what advice do you have for young musicians out there? Um, my best advice is take lessons and learn as much as you can. Uh, the more, the more knowledge you have about music and being able to speak the lingo with other musicians and other writers, uh, it just makes your life a lot easier. Um, the other thing is have a support system, have people in your corner because, you know, I mean, I moved in, I moved to Nashville by myself, Mm -hmm. my entire family is in Ohio. All my friends and all my family, everybody I love is back there. And I was fortunate enough to meet a couple of people pretty soon mm-hmm. in, you know, in my living here that have really just kind of encouraged me and and you know, helped me not stay uh too wrapped up in my headspace because mm-hmm. I get discouraged pretty easily. Yeah. Um so yeah, educate yourself as much as possible and have a support system and don't give up Nice, because it's awesome. hard. It's always hard. And everybody in Nashville will tell you it is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life. But if you just keep your, keep your head down and push, you can make some things happen. Awesome. Great words to great words. Thank you. Um, th- once again, thank you for coming out. I'm glad we got this opportunity. Um, like I'd mentioned before, I'm shooting to be back out here in April with a 
little bit bigger team and awesome. hopefully we can get the looper in and get a full grasp of your music definitely and so thank you again so much thank and you. um thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you guys next time thank you tom yep thank you